This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, it is Good News Tuesday. We share some inspiring stories from a Canadian mom who was down on her luck when strangers sent her kindness in an envelope. She wasn't expecting it and a helping hand. I think that's the cool part is she now sees how so many people really appreciate her. Should we blame airlines for travel woes in Canada? Travel expert Claire Newell tells us why many flights are being canceled across the country and what the state of the industry looks like now, including some summer travel tips. So you can take a look at your summer travel. Are you okay with water slides? And how about dogs? All of this and more on the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. There is a story that I'm very excited to share with you for Good News Tuesday, because that's what we do. Chantel Green is here. Chantel, uh, every single Tuesday here on The Shift, we do what we call Good News Tuesday. And I I say that because uh, good news makes good news babies. Often when we think of good news, more good news comes about. We focus on the good, and we find the good that's already around us. And um, b- the belief, of course, that we've already been given the gifts is just up to us to listen and discover them, right? And that proves to be very, very true when we share good news stories. And when I heard your story, and it was passed on to me, I thought, I can't wait to meet Chantel and find out the impact of all of these things. Um, how are you? Uh, where are you? Cause you're, um, you're in a uh, river Cree, uh, river, excuse me, fish river Cree nation, um, proximity to Winnipeg. How are you and where are you? I'm about two hours North of Winnipeg and I am really good. Actually. I spent the day right. at work and we actually got a lot of things done. So it was a very productive day. And the outcome of that is it gets me ready for the spring and I am ready for the warm weather because oh, yeah? you've had enough. I've had enough of the quiet and winter is very quiet to where I work. Oh, very good. Well, I, I look forward with you too. Although while we have this conversation, it is absolutely barfing snow outside my window. So we're not there yet, regardless. So we- tell me, Chantel, you, you, you stumbled into, a, a, I think a situation that might've surprised you. Um, and someone, uh, I believe is a random person just helped you out. Can you tell me what happened? Like, where were you? What came about for for this this to go from the bad news to the good news? I was actually just getting off work and I was down to like I try not to get under half a tank and I was getting low on gas and I'm just thinking where can I get some gas money? Who can I borrow from? And then I went to check mail and one of my friends was there and I was joking about getting like actual mail because I got something from my life insurance in the mail and then I took another I took another look at my mailbox and I saw a little envelope tucked in the back and. I was like, it, it seemed out of place because like we never get mail like that. Usually it's just the regular business envelopes. And then when I looked at it, it said the name. I'm Excuse me if I say it wrong. Athabesca? I don't know. I call it my Alberta, my Alberta angel because it came from oh, Alberta. Nice. Okay. Well, I get names wrong all the time. No problem there. As long as you give it a good uh, try. Now you're a mom and you know, you're just working hard trying to make ends meet and pull things together. Um, do you know how this uh, well envelope wound up in your mailbox to to throw you just a little gift of kindness? I actually sat in the parking lot for about 15, 20 minutes. My dad messaged me to ask, like, ask if I was coming home. And I told him, I was like, I'm still at the store. Like, I had a kind of a moment where, like, where did this come from? Like, how did they find me? And then I looked at the box number, and the box number belongs to the band office where I live. 
So they used my name, but they used the band office box number. And because the postmistress knows who's I, who I am, it found its way to me. And then when I opened the envelope, there was two $50 bills sitting there. And wow. no, no, nothing, just two $50 bills. Wow. Um, so you're working, uh, you have a daughter, and your daughter does have some special needs, which makes everything in life a little bit more uh, complicated, if you will, you to attend to those needs. So it's not just easy for you to go out and be gone all day and working and, and doing all those things. Um, can you tell us um, a little bit about what the situation has been and what it looked like and and um, just help us understand why this this gift from the Albertan stranger was was so timely. Well, last winter we had a whole bunch of snow and that's where the need for a truck came into play. And my truck had some issues and that's where when I talk about I just paid about $1,000 worth of bill, I paid roughly $998 on repairs on my truck. So wow. that that set me back about a month and a half in my budget and just to have that money be sent to me it it like it still makes me tear up when I think about it like I was sitting in the parking lot trying not to cry because it was full and mm -hmm. I didn't want people looking at me but right I I just couldn't get over the thought like somebody took the like time out of their day money out of their wallet to think of me they don't know me I don't know them but like it, it might be a small gesture to some, but it's a huge gesture to me because I was raised by two wonderful parents who taught me to appreciate the little things in life because yeah. usually the little things in life have the biggest impact. Absolutely. You could, they could have, that's reading my mind, Chantel. Um, I love that. So I do language since we don't know each other. Words are my favorite. And I always say the smallest little words have the biggest impact on our lives. So I'm very much with you. Um, there now your dad and himself he's been going through his own thing too so um you've been super busy on all, all ends of this oh yes my my dad was diagnosed with kidney cancer a couple of years ago and he actually got part of his kidney taken out so he's got a kidney and like a quarter of a kidney mm. and he's also a diabetic <laughs> wow. which is double oh whammy. my god it's just hurdle after hurdle so and you have no idea it was athabasca alberta that it came from which is north of edmonton but you you still don't know where the connection comes from if you I, i'm assuming you're asking everybody you can think of to like, be like i like i questioned it like do i know anybody from alberta i was like i couldn't think of it like i couldn't think of it and like if i like like a little light switch it hit me i'm like maybe it has to do with the story i did because mm -hmm. I like mentally fitting fitting into the world right now is a struggle. So as a single mom, I wanted to tell my story to relate mm -hmm. to any single mothers and fathers around my age or who are once my age and feeling the effects of society. Mm -hmm. So what? Uh, t tell us a little bit about that. Touch on that story. I mean, you don't have to go into all the depth of of that story that you shared, but t tell us that so we can we can understand what it is, the per perspective perspective on it. It was a cost of inflation series, basically how like the like the rising prices is affecting me and my budget. Mm -hmm. And I've been working on budgets since I was a kid, so I had no problem sharing it. And like I work full time, I lucked out and I have full time childcare, but I still struggle. Like I live paycheck to paycheck. I'm not mm -hmm. one to, like I'm not one to actually have cash in my pocket to be like, oh, I'm going to go out and on a little shopping spree splurge like i actually have a hard time buying stuff for myself because i think do i need this or do i want this mm -hmm. yeah i um i feel you there and i i think that you lead by a really great example I, I, more people myself included um 
live in that scenario of trying to make the ends meet um, and literally counting down my celebration. We try to be open and honest about this on the show, Chantel, uh, just to make sure that everybody realizes that, you know, this, this Instagram life that everybody sees is not what real life looks like. And I can tell you this, that my budget for this month, I was almost there until the 26th. I had $3.28 left in the bank account. And I was like, holy crap, I did it. Right now, I had some extra cash that I could pay down on my credit card a little bit, try to get ahead a little bit. Um, so it turned out to be a month that I did really, really well on it because I was trying, I'm trying to catch up with my own debt. And um, then my daughter called. She goes, Dad, I'm hungry and there wasn't enough food in my lunch today. Can you send me some money for food? So I sent her money for food and it actually put me down below zero on my bank account. So my $3.28 didn't work. I missed by a day. And I have a job. I work, uh, you know, five days a week. I'm very lucky that way. So you're not alone in that. And I think that you set such an incredible example of your dedication for the hard work when you share that story. Um, and then on top of that, Chantel, then you go and you share the story of the benefit of milk and gas and this kind gesture that kind of, that lands in your lap. Um, you know, to give you that hundred bucks, those two by $50 bills and all of that. I mean, you've kicked a snowball down the hill here. Um, that I think uh, grows really quickly. And I think, if I understand correctly, you've seen this grow now. You've seen the impact of this. There's been more that's happened. Oh, yes. I've received a phone call from the band office, somebody looking for me. My boss's secretary actually sent me an email of somebody looking for me. And I, the reporter who did my story told me that she's receiving lots of phone calls looking for me. And like I'm actually overwhelmed with like how like how much inspiration and positivity my stories brought and like going through the comments like I'm not I'm I'm one of those people that reads the comments so I I went through the like the post shares and I saw like how much positivity was in the comment section and how many people could relate to my story mm-hmm. and like that just filled me with joy like I brought I brought a little bit like it may not be a lot like a big change but I brought a little change to the world and. Like Gandhi said, you've got to be the change you want to see in the world. I think you brought a lot of change. I, I think that because what was the there was someone else taking money from far away, wasn't it? Other than since then, yes. Can you um can you just say without getting into the details and, and revealing that because I don't want to share and break anybody's confidence, but it was from far away, wasn't it? I can't remember offhand. Yeah, where it was, but, but I do know their names. Okay. Well, and that's good. And I'm not asking for their, for their names, but it was like, I'm hearing it third hand, right. From, from the, the teammates in between and, and the notion that people from far away from you, I mean, Athabasca is quite far away from you. The first one, um, goes to show the impact that you're having. So does this restore some of your faith in humanity that post pandemic, you know, post being a, you know, the mom who's raising the daughter and doing all the things, does this start to shine a new light on, on your faith in the world? Oh, I always believed like, there's always like the little good, like there's good in the world. Like you may not see it, but they're like, you might be have that, have that feeling like you're, you're never going to see it. You're having bad luck, but then there'll be that one moment in your life where it just like brings that belief, like no matter how bad the world has shown you, there is some good, like the sun shining a new day and showing you that darkness is only temporary. That's amazing. Do you like to read a lot? I like to watch a lot of movies and TV shows. Good. That's awesome. I can hear it. I can hear that you 
um, there's a, a level of um, presence and attention that you give to the things that you that you stay with. And I, I, uh, I think you're cool. That's really what I, I'm trying to find it. Some poetic way to say that this is neat, Chantal. Like, I think you're this magnetic person who's, uh, can you just take some unsolicited words from a total stranger right now? Will you, will you receive these from, from me? Go for it. You are the kind of person, the example that you're setting is that I wish everybody in the world could be like, I, you are, I feel emotional too. Like you, you just, you're delightful. And when I spoke to you just the other day, just to call and say, Hey, before we had this conversation, like you're just positive. And the fact that you're going through all these things and you're meeting it with gratitude and presence and, and you're not dramatic about it. You're just like, it is what it is. And this is really cool. And I believe in people. God, I wish more people were like you, Chantel. I, I don't think you see the impact that you're having. And at least allow these words to be that reflection back to you um, that that this guy does see it. Um, so please keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. That actually means and, a lot to me. I'm glad. Um, your story uh, means a lot to us. And uh, it is exactly the reason why we do things like Good News Tuesday. And um, I, I really appreciate you. So keep on being an awesome mom, will you? And Thank as a you, dad, I will. As a dad, I'll just say, I'm sure you're a great daughter, but I'm just going to say, you know, take care of your dad because <laughs> dads are awesome. I'll say that selfishly instead of for the dads of the world. Oh, and he just definitely keep is. Like my, yeah. I was raised by my dad and my, like my mom's always been a part of my life, but I owe a lot of it to my dad because he made, he shaped me into the person who I am today, raising mm. two daughters on his own. Wow. That's cool. Well, I, um, Yeah. You're awesome. And not to mention um, the folks that work in your band office that <laughs> have been patient <laughs> enough to deal with all of these phone calls. They're basically your your assistants now. So they're like your entourage. I know. Um, I'm waiting for somebody to give me that evil eye. Like, <laughs> Well, I'm sure because we're on CJOB in Winnipeg that uh, there, everyone's going to uh, gonna hear this too right in your neighborhood and um, and have something to say. So Chantel, it's, the pleasure to meet you is absolutely mine. You are, you talked about the sunshine in the world. You are the sunshine kid. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is the Shift Podcast. If you go to globalnews.ca, you can link up there nice and easy. In fact, I'll post this particular article to shiftheads.ca in our Facebook group so you can read it for yourself. A story of a man that was on a flight. It was a WestJet flight back to Calgary. And he was, or excuse me, back to Regina from Calgary, and the plane couldn't go. He was offered a bus ticket. He was not pleased with that, reported it to the news, and off it became an article. Claire Newell joins us, bestbets.com. Travel, I'm going to say aficionado, because you do <laughs> love to travel as much as you love to work in it. I think, I'm not sure what comes first, working to support your travel habit or traveling to support your work habit. I don't know. It's kind of the chicken and the egg, actually. It's one of those situations. <laughs> but I do I, I do love to travel. And and I've been working in the industry for 30 years. I, I just cannot get enough of it, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So the basics of the story, let's try to get clear on that part. And this is according to the Global News article. Uh, the headline says, passengers offered seven and a half hour bus ride after WestJet canceled flight due to maintenance. Uh, the article claims it was maintenance. Uh, this guy named Chris was not the only guy who was offered a flight. Uh, according to the article, it says, I will, I asked them, will I be reimbursed for my flight if I take this 
bus and I was told no. Um, and so then I'm not taking the bus and he waited and got on another flight. So in the spirit of all things from passenger rights to aviation stuff and what the rules are and what airlines are going through, Claire, what do you see here? Yeah, this was a tough situation. And I can tell you that the airline would have only gone this route as an option. And it was just an option. He didn't have to take it. He actually flew, but it was a, a few days later, if I understand correctly. Um, yeah, pretty quickly, actually. Yep. Yeah. So the, the the problem is is that there aren't enough air flights between these two destinations, Calgary and Regina. Air Canada pulled out of them not that long ago, and it's left WestJet as the pretty much the only game in town until Flair starts up. And because of that, uh, for, for people who would have really needed to get home as quickly as possible, a bus may have been the fastest option, even though it was nine hours. It would have prevented them from, you know, staying for a overnight or, you know, a 24-hour period. So that is likely why that option was put on the table. It would have been not what the airline would have wanted, but it's just the reality of what's going on at the moment. I mean, the the airline industry is still really struggling from the pandemic. And the way that they're struggling is, is the lack of staff um, because it's a very trained staff, whether it's pilots or flight crews. Um, it's, uh, it's not something that you can just hire somebody and put them on a flight an hour later. It's uh, mm. it's a training period. And we're ste- seeing staff and labor shortages cancel flights in huge numbers like the numbers that i was reading last week that were put out by lufthansa they had this schedule all plan chain for their summer and it was pretty aggressive they cut it back by thirty-four thousand flights over summer wow. and then a few days later american airlines who had put out their summer schedule clawed it back by fifty thousand flights most of those flights between you know june and july which is high season you know kids are getting out of school people are traveling for summer they're doing that because they want to do it as a preemptive preemptive strike so that they don't end up you know having people two weeks before their huge big trip to europe or massive trip that they've planned canceled and then they're scrambling to find alternatives now if you're like me you may have planned well in advance like i've got things on the books for october november of this year and if you are a planner and you're planning to go to europe and you're on a lufthansa flight it's something that you need to look at Uh, but it is it's it's not just here in Canada. It's around the world. And I think it's only going to get worse before it gets better, especially here in Canada, because we've had so much juggling of flights. Uh, WestJet shifting more to the West, Air Canada shifting more to the East. I mean, they're both doing national uh, flights. I, I'm not saying that they're not, but um, the the focus for each of them has kind of shifted. And that's because there's so many carriers that we haven't had. Um, until after the pandemic that are in the marketplace. You know, you look at Flair and Canada Jetlines and Lynx and you look at uh, Porter that's now going across the country. They weren't there. And because they're in the marketplace and they're dropping their their shirt like there there's flights. I just I just heard of one that I, I think it was it was Lynx. Um, no, no, it was Flair going from Vancouver to Windsor, Ontario for forty nine dollars one way like they can't sustain that i mean their introductory i saw a flare flight was calgary to ottawa i think it was 89 dollars. right and even that chain they can't sustain it and that's almost double what that um vancouver windsor ontario is the reason that they're putting them out is to try and grab some market share but you know they can't sustain that and in the meantime a carrier like a westjet or air canada that we rely on so heavily for you know our national network are now having to scramble because they can't 
compete against those introductory fares, even though there might only be like four f- seats on a, a flight um, at that rate. It's right. it's a tough market right now, and it's going to have a lot of frustrations. And I really feel for um, you know the people who are like. I think his name was Chris in this situation. Chris, yep. yep. Giving an option of a, a bus. Um, but that's kind of what it's coming well, to at times. But it does get, it, it gets so much bigger. I think we can pull that lens out a little bit. So they also went to find out for car rentals and there was no car rentals available, right? Yeah. So that's indicative as well. And the bus conversation is that the bus also pulled out, right? Um, with Greyhound leaving. And that has created a vacuum as well. I think that we as Canadians, and this is not a travel thing, so you don't have to comment if you don't want, but we (laughs) as Canadians need to look at why are businesses like this not able to succeed in Canada and why are they pulling out of Canada? Um, And so, I mean, that's that's a Canadian government incentive, too much bureaucracy, political look. But I'm just going to acknowledge that part and say it's the evidence is there, right? Yeah. And the only ones that are, are working to navigate it are the ones that are already deeply invested. But to the point, so that, see, here's what I see here, Claire. I don't see this as a bad thing. I, in fact, see this as a good thing. Is it inconvenient? Yes. First of all, it's aircraft maintenance. That right. was the problem. The aircraft needed to be fixed. So that's a good thing. You don't want airplanes flying that need to be fixed. That's so right. Safeties, right? Safety and protocol, They that that's a good thing that that air, if it was a thing like that, that it didn't fly. So to me, that's a good thing. The responsibility of the airline in that case, because they couldn't fulfill the flight based on just something that happened for them, they had to put these people up for the night. They were offered, they would have been offered to do that or to take a bus. I also see that as a good thing because they're like, look, we're so booked. This airplane is down. We can't get you there. The fastest way to get you there is our partnership with this bus line. That also wasn't happening six months ago, a year ago. You didn't see that. I see this as incredible forward momentum of at least providing an option. It's not not WestJet's fault that Air Canada has pulled out of Saskatchewan, basically. It's not, um, uh, the small towns anyway, uh, there's not, it's not their fault that Sunwing has decided to not go there anymore, like the, their debacle at Christmas time. And yeah. it's not their fault that Greyhound left, right? So I see, and not their fault there's no cars. So I see more forward momentum than I see anything that's problematic. I see an inconvenient story for a person who was surprised that he was offered a bus when there were no other options. I, I, I guess I don't agree. I Inconvenient, sure, and that's terrible. It sucks for all the families who couldn't get on a flight, but this guy did. And you know, Shane, I, I uh, 100% agree with you. This situation, especially even if this uh, this client or any client or, or of, of an airline has travel insurance, if there's just no way to get somebody there, travel insurance, even if you have cancellation and interruption, can't get you what you're really hoping yeah. for, which is the fastest flight home. And yeah. so WestJet did, I think, the right thing. And it was, you know, probably a lot of effort on their part as well to try and find that as an option. So uh, it is a reminder, though, I still believe in travel insurance, especially given some of the carriers in Canada at the moment have very small fleets. And if something goes sideways, they are only responsible to get you on their next available flight. And on some of those, with some of those carriers, there's so few flights that it might be the very next week. Um, But if you have something that covers you for cancellation and interruption, you can get on the next available 
that is available regardless of what carrier that is and so especially coming up with spring break uh, I know that's just right around the corner for so many people and just a couple of quick reminders if we have time um, just to register your trip online at Canada uh, sorry travel.gc.ca which is Canada's uh, website for travel uh, it just takes a couple of minutes but if you're leaving Canada I really encourage you to do that make sure at a minimum you've got travel insurance that covers you first medical a medical incident you just never know when you're gonna step on some coral or slip on a wet pool deck or whatever and and that's what it's for it's for the unexpected um carry on only and i know that's tough because it feels like everyone is doing that at the moment but uh, you know the situation with luggage it's it's going to be a problem um it has been at peak times you know we saw that at summer break and we saw that at winter break so you know, we're only a few months past winter break. So I'm encouraging people to do that and uh, just watch for weather. Uh, we've had a lot of weather incidents right across this country from, from Vancouver to, you know, St. John's, Newfoundland. So just make yeah. sure that you, you uh, <laughs> don't go to the airport without checking to make sure that your flight is actually leaving. Uh, just yesterday in Vancouver alone, there were 200 cancellations based on what was about I would say seven inches of snow. We don't, I mean, seven centimeters yeah. of snow. We don't handle it too well here. No. And it, on Tuesday here, um, it was snowing like crazy too. Uh, spring, it's springtime in Canada. It's what happens. Now, according <laughs> yeah. to this global article, I did want to acknowledge this part. Air passenger rights stated in an email that WestJet broke the passenger's rights by failing to provide them with alternative flights instead of bus tickets. But, um, and it says, according to um, the uh, airline rights folks, uh, Gabra Lukic, he says that WestJet was required to provide them with rebooking on its own flight within nine hours of rebooking or flights on other airlines. So it seems to be a customer service flow issue that happened as opposed to, by the way, we can get you a bus. We can get it to you now, um, as opposed to saying, hey, by the way, here's all the flights. Here's the options. Would you like one of these? But you got to do the math. The math is very simple. If it's a 78-seat plane, call it 80 people, yeah. and there's five open seats, that means it's still going to take 16 flights to filter through all those people, Exactly, right? yes. Five at a time. And if it's a 170-seat plane and there's 10 empty seats, that's 17 more flights, and there could only be one flight a day. So I, I think that expectation has to be a thing. They do those ferry flights where airlines will bring in a plane and just move a bunch of people after a time like this. Vancouver's yes. recent storm, right? They bring in an extra mm -hmm. plane and they just, where are we going? Well, we got to get these people here and everyone on board, off you go, right? So That's right. I think I mean it's inconvenience and it seems to be a uh, that there was a breakdown sort of in the flow of customer service in this scenario. But aside from that, though, I feel better as a traveler knowing that at least WestJet is trying to find a solution to get you there ASAP when they know they can't fulfill it. And I, to me, it's a win. But you had mentioned to me before, Claire, about you're starting to see airlines in Europe do partnerships like this with train lines, bus lines, stuff like that as a yeah. bit of a backup plan, um, which kind of makes sense in the whole travel booking anyway. Yeah, it's not so much as a backup plan as it is uh – uh, making sure that it's right for the environment. Basically, all of the EU and Shenzhen countries are looking to reduce the number of flights. And so they're they're not banning, but 
they're asking the airlines to not do flights that are shorter than two hours that have a rail service. So KLM actually came out and they have expanded their air rail service between the EU airports uh, for some short haul flights. The most significant was one that they actually tried last summer as a pilot project from July to October. And it replaced two of their daily flights between Amsterdam and Brussels, which is not that far of a distance. So they've actually worked uh, with the the rail line Talus. And if you buy a ticket, it'll be a through fare. So you'll fly, say, to Amsterdam and then connect by rail. So it's very interesting what they're doing. And I'm, I expect that there's going to be more of it. Europe, of course, has unbelievable rail service uh, all over. So it's easier for them to do that type of thing for passengers because there's, you know, first class and and regular class and you can get meals on board and all of that type of thing. And they're just so frequent that it does make it a lot more convenient that here in a large country like Canada with fewer people. So they don't have that infrastructure built, but it's happening more and more in Europe. And I think people should expect that eventually that they'll have this type of thing as a regular occurrence where you'll fly to, say, Frankfurt and you'll have a train to a destination that's within two hours of it. Yeah, I got to tell you, I mean, if this happens to me and the option is I've got to take a bus, um, inconvenient, mm-hmm. absolutely. But if it's wait a day or two and then get home or, nine or hours. get on a bus, <laughs> yeah, nine hours um, on a bus. I got to tell you, I'm happy um, that they're making, trying to make a solution here that works for me. Yeah, um, I'm at a table. And maybe the it doesn't. Too. Yeah, inconvenient, absolutely. Unfortunate, absolutely. But I'm much more comfortable as a consumer seeing this effort start to happen. And clearly, they got to work out the kinks. But they, to see this kind of effort happen is way better than, hey, while my sister, I, I've shared this story before, we were going to Hawaii. This was 10 years ago. No, more, more than that, 14 years ago. We we're going to Hawaii. We all got there the day they were coming. They got on their plane in Edmonton. Uh, they flew, they got just over Vancouver. It was Va- Vancouver storm, you yeah. know, in 2000, 2009-ish, um, 2008. Um, they got to Vancouver. They're like, nope, we're going back to Edmonton. And they're like, yep, sorry, we can't take you there. Oh. And they're like, we've got two weeks booked in Hawaii. Yeah. And you've basically canceled our tickets. It was like $9,000 to rebook their tickets. And uh, they ended up rebooking at a cheaper price with a different airline and off they went. So that was Air Canada that failed them. And then they ended up booking on WestJet, getting there for even cheaper than their original tickets anyway. Please tell so, me they were reimbursed by their original or did they have insurance? I don't know. I don't remember what the deal was. I would have, knowing my brother-in-law, he would have got his money back. Okay, but, good. <laughs> um, the, uh, but in that particular case, that was 14 years ago. And that was, by the way, we can't even get you there. We're dropping you off in Edmonton. Have a nice day. They're from Fort McMurray. They had already driven oh. five hours to get there, right? Ouch. So what what would you rather? Would you rather a scenario like that from over a decade ago? Or would you rather, by the way, we can get you there by bus or you can wait until the next flight? I know what I would pick. I know what I would pick. Claire Newell, TravelBestBets.com. Thank you for the insight. Let's hope that summer at least opens up for those families going on vacation because I would love to hit the road a little bit too. And I don't want to be stuck with massive high airfare and jammed up airplanes. My fingers and toes are crossed for that too, Shane. Thanks for having me. This is the Shift Podcast. Let us know if you are okay with water slides. I will take a water slide. 
over a roller coaster any day. In fact, I have said really? this to my friends and I've said this to my family mm -hmm. and I stand by this. Whenever wow. I get married, I want my mm -hmm. bachelor party to be one thing and one thing only. A trip mm -hmm. to West Edmonton Mall so I can have a beer and spend an entire day at the water park there and just go down the water slides. That's what I want my bachelor party to be. That's how much I love water slides. That's a lot of love for water slides. It's a lot of love. It's just, I don't know. There's just, it's, I like the, it, you know, you're not, if you get, if you're at a roller coaster and you're at a theme park and you get hot, you know, you're just hot. You have to go find like the sprinkler stations at like Canada's Wonderland and stuff like that. But at a water park, you can cool off all the time. Uh, and there's just so many different types of slides and it's also a good workout because you run up and down the stairs 300 million times. So, you know, I think it's just a really good all round day to go to the water park. Aside from the screaming children, I would say if there is an adult only option past like six o'clock then it's like <laughs> I, I would move to Edmonton for that. I have a recurring nightmare that I fly off a water okay. slide. <laughs> I just sorry just the contrast of this is the greatest thing in my life Shane's turn nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I like water slides I do but I have a dream because I go so fast on them that I feel like I'm I, I have a, this recurring nightmare that I fly off them and so that's very scary to me so I love water slides but to an extent. The World extent. Water Park at West Edmonton Mall is the biggest indoor water park in Canada. It's really awesome. If you ever have a chance to go, go there. It features some pretty sweet slides. They got some really old ones and stuff like that, but they're putting in new ones all the time. Two brand new ones have been designed, in fact. The mall said the two-person tube slide will be 50 feet tall, 450 feet long, featuring winding corners and transparent and color-changing sections. The park needs your help to name them. Now, this is what happens... When you ask the public to name something, though, it doesn't always go well. Once Britain ruled the waves. Now sailors might just rue the day that the public was asked for its opinion on what to call a new research ship. The National Environment Research Council had the interesting idea of asking for suggestions. There were some grown-up thoughts, famous explorers and the like. There was also Pingu, Boat and Usain Bolt. But one suggestion has stormed ahead. Boaty McBoatface. The man whose idea it was explained why he came up with that name. When you submit them, you have to submit uh, a reason. And I actually put, it's a brilliant name, which I stand by. <laughs> it is a brilliant name. <laughs> so that happened in 2016, and the boat was named Boaty McBoatface. Now, the ball said the in the name contest for the slide will be taking place at the water park when the slide opens in June. Only people who pay to enter the water park are eligible to enter their name for their suggestion. The mall said in a reply to a comment on Instagram that they will need to submit a name on site. Uh, winner will receive a family multi-play pass, plas, multi, multi-play pass. There it is. Tough one. Uh, to slide and ride for a year. That isn't stopping people from offering up their own ideas for the name right now. As expected, Slidey McSlideface was suggested. Suggested. Other names uh, followers have suggested, including Twin Sanity. There's two of them. Double Trouble. Twin Tornado. Make it fancy. Whirlwind. Double Dragon. Thunder Run 2.0. And Bendy Straws. Oh, we can't have straws. No. Straws Even though these ones are made of yeah. plastic anyway. Yeah. Uh, and The Last of Us was also suggested, too. Uh, cool ideas. Good Do you idea. know where those are going? 
Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I know they removed one of the older slides and then the replaced it with these two. Yeah, they removed the corkscrew. That one was pretty old. And that I was think fun. There was, it was a fun, a fun ride. This is a similar, similar one. Um, I'd like to go up there soon. It's been way too there long. There is a story about a lady on the corkscrew that got her ring caught on a yeah. mesh thing and she yeah. lost her finger. So. Which uh sucks <laughs> i not i'm not putting the blame on the water slide though but hey it's probably a good idea to you know refresh it put the new uh you know just like you got to get rid of the old wooden coasters sometime and replace it with the fancy ones i guess but yeah you know take your rings off it's like people who are yeah, mad don't. that they lost their ring in the pool right it's like yeah. why are you wearing your ring anyway take your ring off when you go to the pool yeah right Anyway, uh, so if you have ideas, go to go for a slide, and uh, you'll be able to uh, get your name in there coming up in the next few months. So, are you okay with taking a dog in a car? Well, if it's if I know the dog and it's my I know the car, then sure. But if the implication is taking a random dog in a car, then no. No, I don't think that was the implication that I had written. Roten, wow, oof, Roten. not our. I'm not the only one. <laughs> oof. Uh, word to paper. Um, dog. I love watching dogs in cars. Like you know, when you see one sticking its head out the window, and they mm. just always look like they're having a good time. But at the same time, I've uh, my uncle. He rescued a dog who had anxiety in a car, and then watching that dog's anxiety get worked on and faded over years and years to the point where now he can go in the car is also very cool. So it's not. For every dog, but you know, the dogs that love it, it's like a, it's just like pure joy. They just stick their head out and sniff. Oh, Harlow everything. likes to get her head out the sunroof. Yeah, because she can. Yeah. <laughs> she does. Me. Her big um, black Great Dane head poking out the sunroof with the lips flapping in the wind there. She likes that. Now, for some dogs, there's nothing better than a ride in a car, sticking their head out the window, the wind flying through their face. But a BLL wants to. Bill. bill about a bill that's a bill oh my Oof. maybe that's a typo it's a friday Can't be friday. but a bill wants to make that illegal in all places it's florida what does it mean to be from florida <laughs> florida straight drill The bill is packed with many new regulations and laws, including banning declawing cats, which is probably all right, because that's weird. Not good for the cats. Uh, Plus, sneaked into the legislation is a ban on dogs sticking their head out the window. What? Senate Bill 932 is called the Animal Welfare Bill and covers a lot of things. Let's start with dogs. It prohibits things that often happen in moving vehicles, like allowing dogs to hang their heads out the window. I talked to Dr. Christian Broadhurst at the Clay Humane Society about this. He says the issue of dogs in laps is a driver safety issue, and the dogs with their heads out the window could stir more debate, but he does say it has some risks. There are potential hazards that go along with hanging your head out the window, just like your children. Run the risk of sticks and debris getting in the eyes. Well, dogs do the same thing. If your head can fit out. It is not impossible for dogs to fit the rest of their bodies out as well. We do get a number of dogs every year who fall out of vehicles. So you've seen that? Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's from Four Jacks, by the way. Um, dogs would be able to ride in the bed of pickup trucks, but only in a crate if it's secured to the truck and is big enough for the dog to sit, stand, and turn around. That's the same as flying. Same rules for flying with a dog in a crate. 
Violators will be subjugated, subjugated, boy, subjected to non-criminal traffic infractions according to the bill. So the dogs aren't allowed in the cars unless they're in a crate. I suppose they could be in the in like a back of a minivan in a crate. Basically, or yeah, well, I, I imagine what would happen is if police see a dog sticking their head out the window, you get pulled over and you get a ticket. But you know, if a dog is just sitting in the back seat, maybe not. But it's just it was, it was so jarring to see this from Florida of all places, which is like the you know, it's like the lawless lawless swamp that we know yeah. and love. And like a dog sticking its head out the window of a pickup truck is like one of the things I think of when I even think of what America is like. It's so it's just so weird to think. Um and yeah, I don't know. I'd be curious if it's actually I, like all that. I did see a video recently on a reel of a dog that ran to bark. You know how dogs will bark in the car yeah. in the parking lot? And it was pulled up to a red light and the dog started barking and came running to the window. The window was about half open. And the dog mm-hmm. could fit his head out, no problem. But he ran and hit the window so hard it actually exploded the window and the dog almost fell out of the car. Whoa. So from that perspective, maybe not a bad idea, but that that's probably not the dog's problem. That's more of a train your dog, yeah. man. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. See, why don't we, yeah, I don't know. Maybe make the train, maybe make the dog owner ride in the crate in the back of the truck. And let the dog yeah. drive for once. I like that idea. Here comes the next Disney Pixar film coming 2025. Thanks for listening to the Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.